Do you eat too much? Do you drink too much? Do you work around the clock? Can't satisfy that itch, just one more bump and then I'll stop. You can get help for your addiction, it's an affliction for sure. Bringing awareness, it's Derek the Recovering CEO. Good morning. Uh, my name is Derek, the Recovering CEO. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Um, today's a beautiful day. It's actually Friday and I'm recording here by myself at the office. And why not? Uh, it's going to be a good weekend. So let's start with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Yeah, so my name is Derek. I'm the recovering CEO. I have over 25 years of sobriety uh, from drugs and alcohol. I also am working on food addiction, sex addiction, spending addiction, <laughs> football and basketball game addiction, and uh, yeah, just trying to be a better person, trying to live a sober life and walk a spiritual path, which is not always easy for an addict. Um, so, I work on it, and I get better day by day, God willing, and I record the Covering CEO podcast to help others in recovery, and especially to raise awareness in business, and uh, there's a lot of people in the business world that probably are suffering from addiction. It's probably impacting your life, and if it is bothering you, it's time to take action. So please reach out, DM me, uh, let me know, because I'm trying to develop some, I guess, products or ways to help people. Uh, outside of just pure 12-step programs. So I'm working on that. So if you have any feedback or thoughts, let me know. Uh, today I'm going to read a reading. Today is April 8th, and this is from a book called Answers in the Heart, Hazelden book. Here we go, April 8th. Many brave men lived before Agamemnon, but all unwept and unknown. They sleep in endless night, for they had no poets to sound their praises. And Horace wrote that. I don't know if you know Horace. <laughs> and it continues, a recovering person told this story at a meeting. I was living in a city with a large population of homeless and poor. Each day, it was painful to notice the contrast between the beautifully dressed, seemingly self-confident people and the poor who shared the streets with them. One day I realized I could empathize with how those homeless people felt. I'd lived my whole life feeling I didn't belong with no family I could turn to, and not knowing if I would survive another day in my addiction. The compassion I felt was a reminder to me not to form my opinions about by how they look. It doesn't matter what people think they see in me or anyone else. Each of us is wounded. It's just that some wounds are on the outside and are on the inside instead of the outside. And then meditation for the day. Today I'll remember that we are all in this world together and for a purpose, no matter what the circumstances of our lives. So, um, yeah, I like that reading. You know, it really speaks to empathy and some things you hear around the rooms. Um, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And also never compare your insides against somebody else's outsides. Uh, so, I, you know, I can look around and see a lot of people and think they look perfect and they're so happy and they're so beautiful and they're so handsome and successful, but I have no idea what's going on in the inside. 
So if I judge the way I feel inside by their outsides, that's, it's unfair. It's really, it's not apples to apples. So don't do that. And, uh, sorry, I needed some coffee there. So yeah, you know, this is a spiritual program, having empathy for others, realizing that, you know, even here I am, I might look successful. You know, I'm CEO of a company. I own a company. And I could walk down the street and see the homeless people who really don't have much of anything. I mean, maybe they have peace, but it's kind of tough to like live in a tent, you know, or live in a van down by the river, that old Saturday Night Live skit. Um, it's tough. It's tough, you know, and, uh, but I can have empathy towards them. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I give to the homeless people a lot, you know, because I feel it. And but for the grace of God go I. You know, I was lucky enough to have good parents. Um, I was raised in a good household. You know, I have a loving family. And even though I dealt with some trauma, you know, as a child, and I suffer from attachment disorder, you know, because I was adopted, right? So I was taken away from my birth mom, who I'd bonded with for nine months. I was taken away from her at birth, which caused a problem. <laughs> I was not happy with that, even though I couldn't express that. And then I was put in a foster care family for six months. Um, I assume it was positive experience. I really don't remember. But then I was taken away from them. And the nice little nuns from the Catholic Social Services then delivered me to my parents who adopted me and who raised me and who were wonderful. Certainly not perfect. Nobody is. But, you know, I realized that my parents did an amazing thing. Like, they made a choice to adopt. Um... And they actually got bumped to the front of the line because they were willing to take twins. I have a twin brother. As far as I know, he's not an alcoholic or an addict like I am. Uh, but, you know, he was always the smart one, and I was the one who always got in trouble. We kind of took our roles in life. Um, I was also the bigger one, you know, so I was always told, don't hurt your brother, don't sit on your brother, don't <laughs> be careful, you know. Um, so in many ways, I protected him. And in many ways, I got in trouble for the both of us. And he just went off and he read books by Horace and all these, you know, um, Odysseus. And, you know, we always joke about how he read the Iliad, the Odyssey. And I was out throwing the football around, playing tackle football, you know. Um, we were just different. We were different. We both have a love for music and art and uh, creativity and movies, you know. But, um, you know, I've never really talked with him if he felt like he has attachment disorder like I do, you know, uh, if that caused, if that trauma caused any problems in his life. So I need to do that, but it did cause problems in my life, but, uh, you know, it's okay. I'm willing to work on that. You know, I've been over 25 years sober. I'm working on my other addictions. I realize I have so many addictions and I just need to work on them. You know, I need to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools. Um, I do use the 12 steps. You know, I've been a member of Alcoholics Anonymous for a long time, you know, and, um, I work the steps. I sponsor people. I have a sponsor, you know, I do all the things, um, and I try and get better, you know, and I do want to thank my parents. You know, I love my parents. I, I don't know if they've listened to my podcast yet. Um, hope it doesn't freak them out, but, uh, I have a calling to do this. You know, I want to do this. I want to share my experience, strength and hope. And there's too many people that won't talk about their addiction. And there's too many people that are dying because nobody wants to talk about it. You know, they say it's our family secret. 
you certainly don't share about that. You know, you don't tell anyone about that because it's dangerous. It makes us look bad. It makes me look bad, you know, because I'm associated with you and it's part of my story and it makes me look bad. And um, you know what? Uh, whatever, you know, this is my life and I'm telling my story and that's it. You know, uh, there's a person I follow on Twitter, the unashamed alcoholic, and I'm probably going to interview her because she just very vocal about it. You know, and I think it's important to be vocal. You know, there's groups called Recover Out Loud. You know, there's people talking about it out there. And it needs to become more normal. Because if I can't talk about my addiction, if I can't have empathy for people that I meet every day, you know, if I can't sit in a boardroom full of successful, you know, quote unquote, rich, successful business people who are doing quite well and realize that some of them might be suffering, some of them might have addiction, some of them might be having serious problems in their life uh, because of addictive behavior, you know? And that's, that's why I'm talking about it, because I want to get them to talk about it. I want them to reach out to me and say, hey, you know what, I need help. Maybe I'm not ready to go to a, an AA meeting or an NA or SA meeting, but I want to talk to someone and I'd like to get some help because I realize that there is something wrong with my behavior. There is something that I'm doing that doesn't feel right and it's causing me problems. Um, you know, awareness is one of the great gifts of sobriety, is the gift of awareness. You know, when I was in my addiction, I was completely unaware that I was an asshole. <laughs> and then I get sober, and now I'm aware that I'm an asshole. And when I am, I promptly make amends, and I change. You know, I can see when something I'm doing is wrong, and I change the behavior. And uh, that's a constant process, you know, learning about myself. They talk about peeling the layers of the onion, learning about myself. Um, it's, a, it's a constant process. It's a, it's a lifelong process. And it's one that I am not complete with. You know, I'm still living. So, um, but anyways, my parents, you know, they made such a great sacrifice. Not just money, but time you know, love, care, they gave everything they had to my brother and I, and I'm so grateful. You know, that was the ultimate sacrifice. You know, they could have just been on their own and done their own thing, but I guess it gives them great joy. I know it does to have a family, and you know, my brother and I were pretty good kids. Um, I'm sure they're proud of us. You know, they always say they are, and they, they say that, and you know, and because of all they did, um, I am forever loyal to them, right? Like they raised me. They're my parents. Um, you know, I did meet my biological mother. Uh, she's passed away now from cancer, but I met her and had a relationship for a number of years. She was wonderful. We made peace with each other, you know, where I forgave her for putting me up for adoption. I understand it. She was in no position to raise my brother and I, and I'm grateful. You know, if she didn't put us up for adoption, I'd probably be dead right now. You know, I'm 49 years old. I'm reasonably healthy. I'm married. I've been CEO of a, a cool company for many years. I have a beautiful family, two amazing daughters, two dogs that love me. <laughs> you know, it turned out okay. You know, my brother is wildly successful. You know, he's a successful lawyer in New York City, and he has a great family too, and two amazing kids and a beautiful wife and a great family, and it turned out okay, you know. Um, addiction can have a happy ending. You know, I want you to have hope. And, uh, you know, so getting that awareness and realizing that something's wrong and I could feel it right in here, right in my chest. And then I change. 
and I need to have the strength to change, you know, and, um, you know, my parents have taken care of me for so many years. I'm going to take care of them till they die. You know, they're my dad's in his early eighties. My mom will be 80 in a year or so. Um, you know, they're getting older, but they're doing great. You know, they're enjoying life and they get joy from seeing their grandkids. Uh, they get joy from talking to me and my wife, you know, who's like the best cook in the world. And uh, they get joy from watching us, you know. And I hope they realize that I'm not perfect, you know. And I think that's, that's part of the beauty of life is nobody's perfect. You know, I'm not going to assume you're perfect. Um, and I'm willing to talk about, you know, some of my problems because I want it to help others. I want other people who on the outside look extremely successful and are kicking ass in the business world and doing great things to realize that there's others like them who have addiction and have found a way to stop the behavior and to be even better leaders, um, better fathers, better mothers, you know, better partners, you know, better spouse. And, um, you know, addiction will destroy a family. Addiction will destroy you. You know, if I don't stop my addictions, I will lose everything. And everything I put in front of my recovery, I will lose. You know, so my priorities, my recovery has to be number one. And you say, whoa, is that ahead of your, your family? You know, your wife and kids or the parents you're talking about, your brother? Is recovery ahead of all that? And I say, yeah. My recovery comes first. Because if I don't have my recovery, if I go back to my drug of choice, if I go back to smoking marijuana daily, you know, even though I feel like marijuana is not necessarily bad, I couldn't do it. Because um, it was all I could do. You know, it was all I did. Uh, do I have the discipline to control and enjoy it? I don't think so. You know, and I'm certainly not willing to take that gamble. I've watched so many people trying to control and enjoy their drinking. You know, I've, I've tried it. I've experimented with that for years, you know, and now I've been over 25 years sober. Um, I've tried to control and enjoy, you know, uh, sexual behavior. I realize I can't take that hit. You know, if you, if I engage in any type of sexual activity, even looking at like, pictures on the internet, um, anything like that, you know, anything outside of my marriage, you know, there's lots of women out there. If I like engage in flirting, anything like that, um, if I talk inappropriately, right? So it gives me a rush and a buzz and a high, but it also fucks me up and it'll also lead to, it'll lead me back to my drug of choice and it'll cost me everything, you know, not just my marriage. It'll cost me my, my company, my livelihood, you know, if we engage in addiction, if we stay in addiction, we will lose everything. Um, what do they say? We either get sobered up, uh, covered up is one of them. Uh, there's one more. Uh, I don't know. I don't really like that one. But, you know, they say uh, we have choice. You know, we can go to jail, uh, insane asylum, or dead if I don't get sober. Or sobriety, you know. Uh, I choose sobriety. I want to be sober. And, um, you know, I've also experimented. I'm trying to stay off sugar. Uh, that's a really triggering one for me. Sugar and processed flour is very triggering for me. Sugar triggers craving. It triggers addiction, binge eating for me. I can't do it. You know, it's tough. I struggle. Every day I want to change the way I feel. Every day I want to go shopping and buy something to make me feel better. 
You know, every day I want to look at pictures to make me feel better. Every day I want to go on some exotic vacation to make me feel better. And it's difficult to just stay in the present and to do the work that's in front of me and to work out and to support my family and earn a living and bring home a paycheck and be a good dad to my kids, you know, to be supportive. That's all very difficult because the addict in me wants to blow it all the fuck up. You know, I have such a nice life. Yeah, sure, I have a great life. Um, but part of me wants to light a match to it and destroy it. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You might think that's weird. Unless you're an alcoholic like me, unless you're an addict, unless you understand the pain of addiction. Because I just want to freaking destroy it. You know, there's a scene in Fight Club where Ed Norton or Tyler Durden, whatever, beats the hell out of the guy. And he just beats him to a pulp. And they ask him why he did it. And he said, I wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know, I get it. I'm an addict. I'm 100% addict. Every day, I admit that I'm powerless over my addiction. Every day, I have to ask for help from a power greater than myself. You know, every day I have to hit my knees and say, please help me. Because I can't lose this. I can't lose my sobriety. I... And I need to help others and I need to be in service, you know. It's not enough. It's not enough to just take care of myself. You know, I need to take care of others. I need to realize my responsibilities. Um, and I want to be a better person. You know, some people are really, really good at it. Some people, there's even people I follow on social media and they maybe haven't even been sober that long, but they're so positive and they're so wonderful. And I'm like, how do you do it? How do you do it? You know, I'm struggling to post social media content for the recovering CEO. I'm not quite sure what to say. Um, but when I talk like this, I feel like I talk the best. So I keep coming back. I keep recording podcasts. I'm interviewing people. If you want to share your story on your addiction and your trauma, if you want to share that on this podcast, you can. You can do it anonymously or you can use your name. I don't care. You know, I'll do it either way. Um, but if you want to help others and be a part of this podcast, let me know. So, you know, I'm going to cut this short because I got to get to the dentist. Um, it's a big day today. I'm selling my VW bus, which is kind of traumatic. Uh, I have a 1972 perfectly restored Volkswagen um, Vanagon, Westphalia camper. Yellow. It's beautiful. And I'm selling it. And uh, why? Because I don't really use it. You know, I've enjoyed it for many years. I'm selling it to a family, a retired woman and her husband, and they have grandkids, and they have a nonprofit for their son who died in a boating accident, and um, lovely people, and they're going to use that VW bus to help promote their nonprofit and to bring joy to others, including their family, and, <clears throat> and I'm grateful. And uh, I feel like I could have gotten a lot more money for it, but that's not what it's about. Sometimes it's just about being a part in life and playing a role and trying to tap into the flow and to realize what God's plan is and what the right thing is. And I just keep trying to do the next right thing, you know? So I'm going to put this podcast up. I'm going to get to the dentist. I'm going to sell my VW bus. I'm going to go with my family. Uh, we're going to go away for the night to Saugatuck, Michigan, which we love it there. And uh, we're going to be together. We're going to enjoy it. And I'm going to try and be a good husband. You know, because my wife and I had a little bit of a conflict yesterday, you know, and she's mad at me and she needs to realize that I love her and, 
she knows that. But, um, you know, as you say, you can't judge someone's um, outsides by your insides. You know, we all have our own trauma. We all have been hurt in our own way. And we all need to heal in our own way. And the only thing I can control is me. I can only control myself. I can't control my teenage daughters. I can't control my wife. I can't really control my dogs. Um, I control myself. That's it. And I'm happy with that. So anyways, I love you all. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast. Please share it with a friend. If you know anyone suffering from addiction, please share it. Um, please feel free to rate us if you enjoy this. You know, give us a good rating. It helps uh, more people find us. So again, this is Derek, the recovering CEO. This podcast is about drug addiction, alcohol addiction, sex addiction, food addiction, gambling addiction, video game addiction, you name it. If you're an addict, if you're suffering from addiction, listen and be a part of the community and um, join us. Join us on this recovery journey, right? Surely we will meet some of you as we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. All right? Have a good day. Be safe. Be sober. Do the right thing. Derek signing out. Do you eat too much? Do you drink too much? Do you work around the clock? Can't satisfy that itch. Just one more bump and then I'll stop. You can get help for your addiction. It's an affliction for sure. Bringing awareness. It's Derek, the recovering CEO.